The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that we discussed many times regarding the names of the Sedrois, that the Toich and the content of every single Sedra is indicated in its name. So too, says the Rebbe, in our Parsha, the name Chayi Sara is hinting to the idea, the content of the whole Sedra. The question the Rebbe asks is, seemingly the whole Sedra is speaking about things that actually happened not during the time of the life of Sara, Chayi Sara, but on the contrary, just the opposite. All of the things going on in the Sedra happen after Sara passes away. Not only are they things that practically happen during the time after her passing, but also their content is exactly the opposite of Sarah's life. So in the first section of the parsha, we discuss how Avram is buying the Ba'ara Samach for the burial of Sarah. The next section of the Sedra is the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, which at the very end of the story, the Pasuk says, Yitzchak is comforted for his mother. As Rashi says that um, when a person loses his mother, he becomes comforted by his wife. And so too, even more so, the very end of the parsha, the third aspect of our Sedra, where the Pasuk speaks about Avram remarrying. He remarries, and then the Pasuk goes on to speak about the children of Yishmoel, etc. These are all things exactly the opposite of the life of Sarah, because as far as Sarah and her life was concerned, we know the Seder should have been, Sarah wanted that Goresh HaOmazois to chase away this maidservant and her child, etc. How can we then say that Chaye Sarah, the life of Sarah, is the idea, the content, the point of the whole Sedra, when in fact, as we see, it seems to be exactly the opposite. Says the Rebbe, the explanation is, it's known, the Pirushim, what the Gemara says, Yaakov Avinu Loimes, Yaakov Avinu did not pass away, because Mazarei Bachaim, just as his children are alive, so too he is alive. What does this mean? The true idea of life is when we have eternal, everlasting life. And this is only possible when one is connected to Hashem. Hashem is the source of life. Hashem is the true, eternal one. And only someone that's connected to Hashem can also be considered alive. As the Pasuk says, Hashem Elohim Emes, Hu Elohim Chaim. The Pasuk Oza says about Yidin, that when Va'atem Advekim Ba'ashem Elekeichem, when Yidin are connected to Hashem, that's the way they are Chayim, that's the way they are alive. From this we understand that when is it noticeable that Yaakov's life is the true life, the everlasting and eternal life, a life of Kedusha, when we see the eternity of his life, meaning to say that even after his neshama departs from his body, it continues in his children, that they too are alive, that their life is the same kind of life, like Yaakov Avinu's life, that same holy life. Says the Rebbe, the same thing is true in regards to Chaye Sorrow. When could it be revealed? When is it confirmed that Sorrow's life is a true life? When the Hashpa, when the influence of the life of Sorrow is noticeable even after the time that she's physically alive in this world. When all of her matters of good and Kedusha continue afterwards as well, and only in this way could we say that her 127 years are truly called Chaye Sarah, truly called real life, the life of Sarah Imenu. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand at least one part of the Parsha, the part of the parsha that discusses the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka, that since the conduct of Yitzchak, Sarah's child, Zara Bachayim, is in accordance with Sarah's life, 
And so too is the conduct of Rivka, with whom Yitzchak gets married. As the Pasek says, Rashi explains, that Rivka was just like Sarah, that all of the matters of Sarah are continuing now through Rivka, that the candle continued to burn from one Erev Shabbos to the next Erev Shabbos. There was a bracha in the dough. There was a cloud constantly over the tent. So now we could say that the true and everlasting and eternal life of Sarah is in fact being expressed and being continued. However, says the Rebbe, this is not enough. Because in addition to the fact that this only explained one aspect of the Sedra, the Shidduch of Yitzchak and Rivka and not the other two, again, namely, the beginning of the parasha, the burial of Sarah and the end, the story with Avram remarrying and Yishmael's children, etc., Says the Rebbe, even in regards to the Shidduch of Yitzchak and Yitzchak and Rivka, most of the Parsha is not discussing the actual marriage, but rather the different events and conversations in the Shlichus of Eliezer, how he first meets Rivka, how he tells Besuel and Lavan all about it, how he brings about their agreement for the Shidduch, etc. Says the Rebbe, we're going to understand this by first explaining the first part of the parsha, which here too we see seemingly a very big arichus in the discussion in the Shaklavataria between Avram and the Bnei Ches and Ephraim in regards to buying the Ma'aras HaMachpelah. Another thing we want to clarify is, in the beginning of Avram's conversation with Bnei Ches, he says, Ger v'soyshav anoichi imachem, I am a resident, I, I am a foreigner, a ger v'soyshav, and a resident, an inhabitant amongst you. Chazal say, im tirtzu, if you want, that means, if you will agree to sell me the ger, then I will be like a regular, like a stranger. That means that you'll be able to sell it to me. And if not, I will be considered as a inhabitant and I'll be able to take it legally by law because the Abishta had promised me that I'm going to give this land to your children. Says that Rebbe, seemingly it's not understood. Number one, if Avram is able to take the Ma'aras HaMachpeilah Min Adin legally because he deserves it, why is he trying so much that it should be sold to him and he pays full price for it and that he even suggests Hareini Ger that I will act, act like a stranger, like a foreigner? Number two, we need to understand how could Avram take it Min Adin? If in fact at that point it didn't belong yet to Avram, it was only a promise that the Abish to set to him that he will have in the future, Lazaracha, I will give it to your children. Another thing we need to understand is regarding the end of the Sedra. The Pasuk says, Yitzchak and Yishmoel bury Avram. Razal tell us, Rashi brings it. From here we see that Yishmoel did tshuva and he allowed Yitzchak to go in front of him. Says the Rebbe, we need to understand, why is it that the Torah is hinting Yishmoel's tshuva only after the, only by the burial of Avram, only after Avram's passing, when in fact, Yishmoel did tshuva when Avram was still alive. In fact, that is what the Abishta had promised Avram, that Beseva Toiva he will have a good old age, is the fact that Yishmoel did tshuva while he was alive. In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe says, we're first going to have a look at the difference in regards to Avram and Sarah concerning their children. Avram, in the simple sense, is the father not only of Yitzchak, but also of Yishmoel. In fact, Chazal tell us 
the story regarding the Akedah, when, Avr- when Hashem says to Avram, Bincha, Yechidcha, Asher Ahavta, your child, your only child, the one you love, Avram says regarding each one of these things that this could have been Yishmoel as well. In fact, Yishmoel is born before Yitzchak. In other words, from Avram comes out not only Am Yisroel, but other, the, also the other nations. And as Hashem says to Avram, Av goyim I made you the father over the multitude of nations. And Av is a father to the whole world. On the other hand, Sarah, she is the mother only of Yitzchak. In other words, her connection is only to Am Yisroel. Says the Rebbe, in a similar way is also the difference between the Avoidah of Avram and the Avoidah of Sarah. Avram, as we know, publicized, publicized the Likus to all kinds of people. Avram of you made Hashem's name famous in the mouths and of all of those that passed by, he made them all call out in Hashem's name, even as Chazal tells us, the Arabs that would bow down to the dust of their feet. In other words, notwithstanding the fact that not taken into consideration whether they will remain later under his influence or not, he was mashpia to everyone. On the other hand, Sarah, specifically from when Yitzchak was born, her hashpa, her drawing down of Alikos is only to Mokoy Maroi, to the appropriate places, to the side of Kedusha, to Yitzchak. The Rebbe says, this is also hinted, in a story of Rabba Noah, and explained at length in Chassidus, the Rebbe does not go into it over here, but very, very briefly, there's a story of Rabba Noah, who had visited, and this is of course hundreds and thousands of years later, after Avram and Sarah are in the Aras HaMachpelah, and the story goes how he is told, or he sees, how Sarah is checking Avram's hair, making sure that it's clean, and there's, there, there's no dirt and lice and so on, etc., and so on and so forth. And Chassidus explains that what this represents is that from Avram there could be a certain yenika, there could be certain sustenance going down, could end up in Klippa as well. And Sarah is the one that's making sure that it should all be clean, purifying everything, that there should be only hashpah to Kedusha. Back to the Sikha. So the Rebbe says this is also expressed in regards to Avram's son, son Yishmoel. Sarah is the one that says, and she actually accomplishes this, Garish HaOmazah, chase away the maidservant and her child. He's not going to inherit together with my child with Yitzchak. Avram, on the other hand, Avram isn't so happy with what's going on with Yishmoel. In other words, Avram is mam to everyone. And he, he feels bad when Yishmoel has to be chased away. Furthermore, he is the one that says to Hashem, and he even accomplishes this, he says, Lu Yishmoel If only Yishmoel will live before you. Whereas, as far as Sarah is concerned, Yishmoel has absolutely no erech, completely not compared to Yitzchak, and therefore he needs to be chased away together with his mother because he's not going to inherit together with Yitzchak. He's totally not shaykh to take the Ashpah of Avram along with Yitzchak, along with the Yidin, as far as Sarah is concerned. Says the Rebbe, now we're going to understand what's the connection between Chaye Sarah and the stories in our parasha. It is this very point that we just mentioned that as far as Sarah is concerned, there's no erech at all between Yishmoel and the Goyim compared to Yitzchak. This is the theme of all three stories. And the Rebbe starts off. Number one, Ma'ara Samachpela. Ma'ara Samachpela is the place of burial of both Adam and Chava. 
which from them all of humanity come. According to this, seemingly, shouldn't be connected only specifically to Yidin. And yet we see Avram tries and he manages to buy this place for the burial of Sarah. And then who is buried over there? It's the three Avois and the Imois. In other words, which belongs only to Yidin. This itself shows that even as far as Adam and Chava are concerned, Yidin are the main ones that are connected to Adam and Chava. And all the other nations are completely Shaloi Be'erech to the Yidin, even as far as Adam and Chava are concerned. Then comes the next section of the Parsha. The whole story in Eliezer, with Eliezer's Shlichus. Here we're going to emphasize something even more. That this greatness of the Yidin over the Goyim is not only as far as Goyim that are not connected to Avram at all are concerned, but even in regards to those people that are closer to Avram. And that is Eliezer. Regarding Eliezer, Evad Avram, it says, he was doyle mashke, he drew, he drew and gave to drink from the Torah of his Rebbe from Avram to others. Within this shlichus itself, within this story itself, the Torah says about the amazing miracles that happened. The many miracles that Hashem showed him in order to be able to achieve the shlichus of Avram. In fact, from this whole story, Chazal say about that the talk, the conversation of the servants of the Avos are even greater than the Torah of the children of the Yidden. So we could see all from here how great Eliezer is. And yet, after all of this, when Eliezer wanted to do a shidduch with Avram, Avram says, absolutely not. There's no way that Yitzchak could marry the daughter of Eliezer. Of Eliezer. As Avram says, my child is blessed, the ato order, and you are cursed, and the, and, and the cursed one cannot connect, cannot cleave to the blessed one. In other words, notwithstanding all of the qualities of Eliezer, nevertheless, not only is he lower than Yitzchak, but compared to him, he is, compared to Yitzchak, he is Arur in, com- in comparison to the Baruch of Yitzchak. And finally, we come to the end of the Sedra. And now the Torah adds even a greater point in all of this. That this, the Yidin are greater. Then the Goyim is not only regarding, as we said, Goyim, and people that are even somewhat connected to Avram, but even compared to the other children of Avram. And to the extent that the other children are completely are irrelevant and insignificant. And how do we see this? After the Torah tells us that by Yosef Avram, Avram goes ahead and he marries a woman called Keturah. And that she gives birth to all these children. The Pasuk says, Vayitein Avram is kolasher loyli Yitzchak. He gives everything of his, Avram, gives everything of his to Yitzchak. He gives some presents to the Pilakshim and he sends them away. May al Yitzchak benoi. So too in regards to the children of Yishmoel, although the Pasuk says these are the Torahs of Yishmoel, Ben Avram, nevertheless the Torah immediately emphasizes that who is this Yishmoel? Asher Yolda Hagar HaMitzris Shif Chasora. In other words, that Yishmoel's Mitzis, Yishmoel's whole existence, including his children for all future generations, is only coming from the maidservant of Sarah, in other words, completely not Be'erich, not compared in any way to Yitzchak ben Sarah. The Rebbe adds that based on all of this, we could also understand something that we asked before, why we say that Yishmael's tshuva in the Torah is hinted specifically in connection to the burial of Avram, and the fact, as we said, that he allows Yitzchak to go in front of him. And that is, the main chait, the main chait, the main sin of Yishmael, for which Avram had to send him away, along with Hagar, 
was that he was arguing, Yishmoel was arguing that he is the Bechayr and he gets a double portion. In other words, he was not recognizing the truth that he's only Ben Ashivcha, he's only a son of a maidservant, and that he's not an heir, he doesn't, he's not Yorish. And that the true Yorish, the true one to inherit is going to be Yitzchak, the son of the mistress, the son of Sarah. And as Sarah says, chase away the son, chase away the maidservant and her son. Why? He, she emphasizes this point. He's not going to get the inheritance, inheritance along with Yitzchak. Says the Rebbe, this is why the tshuva is hinted. And indicated specifically, number one, by the burial. Meaning after the Ptira of Avram. This is a time when it's noticeable clearly that he's not considering himself anymore a Yoyresh. And number two, with the fact that he's putting Yitzchak in front of him. In other words, he is recognizing the truth and he's agreeing that Yitzchak is the Yoyresh and Yitzchak is the one that needs to bury him and that he is only a Ben Ashifcha. Says Rebbe, so now we can understand the general connection between all of the Inyadim that are discussed in this Sedra and the name Chaye Sarah. Because in all of these stories we see the Chiddush of Sarah's Avoida. And we said that's the real meaning of life. That what was her Avoida bringing out? The separation and this idea of the, of the difference and Shaloi Be'erech between Yitzchak and Yishmoel, between Yidin and those that are not Yidin. The Rebbe is now going to take all of this to a deeper level, explain the relationship between Yidin and Goyim on a deeper level, and once again see how this is all in the Parsha. Says the Rebbe, a deeper explanation. Since the whole Metzius of heaven and earth and everything inside of them, including the Goyim, are all Beshvil Yisrael, in other words, the whole purpose of their creation is only for Yidin, Therefore, if they don't accomplish, if they don't achieve this union, of this purpose, this goal, then there's really no room for their metzies, for their existence at all. In fact, the Rebbe says, based on this, we could also explain the whole idea of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach and the way they work. We know that the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, says the Rebbe, is not a purpose, a goal, an end for itself, but rather it's only also B'shvil Yisrael or B'shvil HaToyrah, in order that Yidin should be able to fulfill Torah and Mitzvahs. In order that a yid should be able to bring down the godly light that's higher than the world in the world, you need to have a situation of a world that Lashevis, a place that could be inhabited, a place that could be fitting for the Abishta to come in. And this is going to be accomplished through the Sheva Mitzvah's B'nai Noyach. They're going to make the world a proper place. And then the yidin can learn Torah and do Mitzvah's and Imam Shechalikos. Therefore, says the Rebbe, when a Ben Noyach is over on one of the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, regardless of which Mitzvah it is, he's actually Mechuyev Misa. That means he loses his whole Mitzvah. Why? Since the whole purpose of his existence is not an end in itself, but as I said before, it's Bishvili Yisrael, it's for the Yidin. So if he's not doing his job, he automatically loses the whole basis for his existence. Says the Rebbe, since this is the way that the whole Mitzvah of Goyim work, this also needed to be noticeable right away by the first Yid, by Avram. And here is, we're going to once again see how this is all emphasized in Parshas, Chayisara, in all three stories of the Parsha, as we'll see in a moment. In the first section of the Parsha, it's emphasized in what Avram says, Ger v'soyshev. We said before, Avram says, if you want, I will be like an alien, like a foreigner, and if not, I will be like a inhabitant. That is, Eretz Yisrael was created, was created by Hashem with the purpose that it should be given to the Yidden. The fact that originally the Abishta gave it to the Goyim 
was only so that eventually, with the Abishta's will, he will take it from them and give it to us, give it to the Yidin. And this itself is in a way that, that every single portion of Eretz Yisrael has its time, has its way, when exactly it's going to end up by the Yidin. The general part of Eretz Yisrael is going to come to the Yidin in the time of Yeshua. And if it would have come earlier, as the Pasuk says, the animals could have entered and so on and so forth, the full of the Goyim would have just left. It had to be in the time of Yeshua, it had to be in a way of conquering. The Ma'aras HaMachpelah's time was to come to Avram Avinu for the burial of Sarah and needed to be bought from the Bnei Ches. And this is what Avram is saying, and if not, I'm going to take it, because the Amish just said, I'm going to give it to your children. That means, if you're going to do, and you're going to help fulfill the purpose for which Hashem gave you the Ma'aras HaMachpelah, what was the purpose? So that you should give it to Avram, you should sell it to Avram, then no problem. Then I will act in that way. I will buy it from you. The Rebbe says, in fact, the same thing is also true in regards that we say that everything is also for the purpose of Torah. The Rebbe points out a very interesting thing over here. The Rebbe says, the Ma'aras HaMachpelah was first by the Bnei Ches. Avram Avinu needs to buy it from them. And this itself helps not only Yidin, but it also, so to speak, adds something in the Torah. That means... There's a whole limud that we learn out, a whole halacha that we learn out from this story, from Avram Avinu buying from Ephraim. It's called Kicha, Kicha, Mizdei Ephraim. This is in the laws of Kiddushin. We learn that a woman can be married based on money because as Avram Avinu bought the field over here from Ephraim. But the point being is that the whole story of, of, of the Goyim having it is all for the purpose of Yidin and Torah. Says Avram Avinu to them, but if not, at Lenam and Adin, then I'm just going to take it by law, legally. Because if you're not going to do the whole purpose of why the Maris HaMachpelah was in your possession to start with, then automatically your whole ownership of Maris HaMachpelah just becomes dissolved. It was never yours to start with. And therefore I'm going to take it, Min Adin. Says the Rebbe, and this is all connected to Chaye Sorah. This is all coming be Koyach and the, of the avoid of Sorah, as the Pasuk says, Vayokam Avrami Alpne Mesoi, Vaydabar In other words, this is all coming as a result of Sorah. So that's all part number one in the Parsha. Says the Rebbe, the same idea that the Goyim are there only for the Yidden is also seen in the second story in the Parsha. The marriage of Yitzchak who is the first one that's born as a Yid, the marriage of Yitzchak and Rivka. The whole Arichas in the parsha about the miracles that happened with Avram, how he discusses it with Besuel and Lavan, and how all of this leads, that eventually they should recognize that Hashem that it's all coming from Hashem, and they should agree to the Shidduch of Yitzchak and Rivka, as they say, take Rivka, take her and go, as Hashem said. In other words, all of this is bringing out the same point, that the whole goal and purpose of everything that happens is all for Avram and Yitzchak, all for Yisrael. Furthermore, when Besuel actually wants to stop the Shidduch, then he's gone, he's over with, he dies. In other words, since the whole Metzius of Besuel was in order that Besuel Yola the Srivka to give birth from Rivka, that he should have a Rivka, that she should marry Yitzchak, if he wants to get in the way, that he no longer exists. Finally, says the Rebbe, the same thing as regards to the third part of the parsha, the last part. The Torah emphasizes that not only is Yishmoel ben Ha'oma, that he's the son of a maidservant, the maidservant of Sarah, but furthermore, that his whole mitzvah is also only dependent 
on when he recognizes that he is Ben Ha'amo. How do we see this? Says the Rebbe. On the Pasuk, in the very end of the story, the Pasuk says regarding Yishmoel and his children, it says, Alpnei kol echov nafal. What does this mean? Chazal tell us that before Avram passed away, because first the Pasuk says Yishkan, and then it says Nafal. Before Avram passed away, he dwells, he lives. Once Avram passes away, he falls down. What does this mean? So the Rebbe says the is the Kapshat of these words, are as follows. Yishmael's tshuva, which as we said is the fact that he recognizes that he is Ben Ha'ama, came as a result of Avram davening, Lu Yishmael Yichil if only Yishmael should live before you. As Chazal explained, Rashi brings Yichil B'yirasecha, that he should live by your year, by your fear. In other words, the Eibishter accepted his tefillah, as the Pasuk says, Uli Yishmael Shmaticha, the Eibishter says, I listen to you Avram regarding Yishmael. So what does it mean actually, Meis Avram Yishkoin, That means as follows. As long as Avram is living, meaning living within Yishmoel, in Yishmoel's conduct, as long as Yishmoel is keeping to this tefillah of Avram, of Lu Yishmoel, Yichil and he feels has his, that his whole mitzvah is that he is Ben Oma, that he is the son of a maidservant, then we could say Yishkoin, then he has a mitzvah, that he could exist. Mishameis Avram Nafal means that if he tears himself away from Avram, if he doesn't feel that Avram, that Yitzchak is his whole Metzius, then he's finished. He loses his whole Metzius. Says the Rebbe, this idea that the Metzius of the, those that are non-Yidn are also Mishvil Yisrael is again connected specifically to the Avoida of Sorah. And that's why this is the whole point of the Parshas Chaye Sorah. How is that? The Rebbe discusses now the names of Avram and Sarah. The Torah says, Avram is so called because Av Hamoin Goyim Nisaticha, which means that his idea is to accomplish in the whole world, and it's also Lahavdil to Goyim. And because of this itself, is Ashpa in, 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 in the world, therefore, it's not so much felt by the Goyim that they don't have an existence on their own and that it's only Bishvil Yisrael because it seems like there's Ashpa coming to them. It almost seems like in their own right. Whereas Sara is from the word Sarara, which means rulership. She is Sara Lakol. She rules over everyone. That means as far as she is concerned, what's being felt by the Goyim is the Yidna, are the rulers over their homitzis. And therefore, they are Mesharsim. They serve Sarah and her children, the Yidin. The Rebbe asks, seemingly, one could still ask, yes, it's true that the Inyanim of the Sedra are expressed in the Avoidah and the Chiddush of Sarah. But since practically Bapoyal Mamish, it's all happening after she passes away, so it still doesn't seem to fit with Chaye Sarah, the 127 years that she lives in this world, that she's doing her Avoidah. So the Rebbe says the explanation is, the whole point of Parshas Chaye Sarah, even though it's true, it's happening after she passes away, is the fact that Sarah accomplishes this in her Avoidah in her 127 years during her life. She was the one that was bringing about that this world should feel that it's all just for Yidin. It's only that her avoida, when she was doing it, Bapoyal Mamish was still in, a, still in a concealed state. It was revealed after she passed away. The Rebbe says this is similar to the whole idea of Gan Eden. We know that Neshamis and Gan Eden are benefiting, are enjoying the Ziva Shechina. 
But this ray of the Shekhinah is the ray of their Torah and Avoidah that they are done in this world. It's only that the revelation of it is later. So, so too over here. Sarah was achieving this during her whole life. It's only that it was revealed later, says the Rebbe. And since the Tachlis Shleimus of the Avoidah is that it should be revealed down here in this world, and so to the Inyanim that are revealed in Olam Abba, as discussed, the Rebbe says, we discussed by Arichas a previous time regarding the reward in Olam Abba, the Gili and Olam Abba, that it's not like a second thing, a side point, but that the whole point of Kiyum HaToyra Mitzvahs in this world is by the fact that the Hamshacha, that what we achieve through the Torah and Mitzvahs is eventually revealed in Olam Abba. So the Rebbe says the same thing over here, if it's understood that the Inyanim of the Sedra, Referring to the Avoida of Sora now coming with a Gilui, this is actually Chaye Sora. In other words, this is the whole point of Shleimus of her life of her 127 years is the fact that it's now revealed and Bishleimus. The Rebbe finishes off with the Hira. The Rebbe says everything in Torah is a Hira. So here we have a clear Hira regarding our days starting from the beginning of the Parsha and the end of the Parsha. The Rebbe says, when the Bnei Yishmoel come with an argument, that the Ma'aris HaMachpelah belongs to them, because they are children of Avram, we have a clear answer in our Parsha. In addition to the fact that most of the Arabs today that are in those neighboring countries of Eretz Yisrael, and in Eretz Yisrael, in Hevrin and so on, are as known, they're actually not from Yishmoel. The Rebbe says, even Yishmoel himself doesn't have a connection to Ma'aris HaMachpelah, because Avram Avinu bought Ma'aris HaMachpelah for sorrow. And Yishmoel, as said before, was clearly not the heir of Avram and of Sarah. Sarah certainly not. And therefore it's understood that it belongs only to the children of Sarah, to Yitzchak, and to the children of Yitzchak. Not even all of the children, but Yaakov specifically, who's called the Zerah Yitzchak. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, we learn from the end of the Parsha, that when it comes a time, that Yishmoel starts getting all wild, and is coming with all these unbelievable, wild claims and arguments. Yidin should not be scared. Yidin should not be nispoil. We have to remind them the truth that their whole Metzius is Asher Yolda, Hagar, Amitzris, Shif, Chasar, Avram, that they only come from the maidservant of sorrow. And when they start holding themselves as a Metzius, in other words, if they consider themselves anything other than a child of the maidservants of sorrow, then I said before, Al Pnei Kolech of Nafal, they lose their whole Metzius. The Rebbe says in Torah Shabbat even the non-Yidin believe in this. And therefore, when Yidin have the right attitude, and when they explain this in the proper way, even to the Goyim, but they explain it in a clear way, in a proper way, and surely not to feel all lowly and down by themselves, Chaz in front of the Goyim, especially not for those that are Bnei Yishmoel, then surely the Goyim will stop pressuring the Yidin, because if... Because also they will feel, and especially Mazlayu Chazi, their source Lamaila will feel, that this is for their own benefit, that the Ma'aras HaMachpeilet, together with all of Eretz Yisrael, with all of its borders, should be completely, even in the time of Golos, already in a revealed way, in front of the eyes of Bnei Ches, all completely in the possession, the Rishos of the Yidin.